You're listening to the CX Pod from T-Tech and the Customer Strategist Journal. Hi, and welcome to today's episode. I'm Liz Glagowski of the Customer Strategist Journal, and today we're very excited to have with us the new CEO of T-Tech Engage, Shelley Swanback. Shelley brings more than 30 years of experience as an innovative, authentic change agent to the role. Her specialty is focusing on digital transformation and empowering employees, the bringing humanity to business that T-Tech is known for. And most notably, Shelley launched and built Accenture Digital into a global digital transformation powerhouse with more than 20 billion in annual revenue in just seven years. But Shelley, you're just you're much more than just numbers and figures. Uh, we really want to get to know you a little bit today. So welcome to the program. Thank you, Liz. Great to be here. So we wanted to just sit down, have a conversation really just get to know you and, and what your goals are for the organization. So I guess we can just start from there. Um, you know, what brought you to T-Tech and, and what are some of your goals? Well, you know, I'm, I'm really excited about the, the whole CX marketplace. And I just, I feel like customer experience is such an exciting area and, and um, topic, if you will. And it's, it's for every company, it's relevant for every company in every industry. And maybe one of the things I like most about it is I think creating amazing customer experiences, you're just never done. You know, what's amazing today is not good enough tomorrow. And so I think there's just a lot of really exciting work to be done, lots of innovation that can be done with data and personalization and technology. And what brought me to T-Tech, I, I love the combination of capabilities that we have to work with here at T-Tech, whether it's CX strategy, CX design the technology capabilities that we have, and of course, just the great talent that we have helping our clients serve their customers every day. So I think the combination of these things is very powerful. The ability for us to help companies across all industries really you know, design, build, and operate their customer experiences in this ever-changing world is a super exciting space. I guess the last thing I'd just say is you know, the core values of this organization have really resonated with me. And I'm excited to be part of the team and love transformation and change and off we go. You know, you've got a a very long storied career with a lot of different twists and turns and a lot of really big and small organizations. So what aspects of your career path have best prepared you to lead the Engage organization at T-Tech? Well, you know, I did do a lot of different things at Accenture, everything from being a salesperson and a P&L runner to running our technology practice. But probably the thing where I learned the most was um, starting and scaling a business called Accenture Digital. And that was really, at the time, Accenture's play for, we, we were really the first, actually, in this whole digital space to, to create a digital organization. And it was all about us creating a new set of services for Accenture and having something that was very distinct in the marketplace, but also connected to the rest of Accenture. And so we set out to say, you know, we're gonna we're gonna go create a whole new set of services and a whole new revenue stream for Accenture around CMOs, around customer experience, around advanced analytics. And at the time it was in the whole era of mobile first. And so around this whole arena around mobility, which then became the internet of things, of course, the whole IoT space. And so I, I guess, you know, long story short, what 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 does that help me with here at T-Tech? I have a lot of experience around transformation in terms of setting up an organization and transforming Accenture, but also spent a lot of time with clients across industries in terms of what's a digital transformation strategy, what's a roadmap, everything from, 
how to use technology to change your business model to maybe as importantly, how do you create the culture change? How do you get your organization to adopt these new ways of working, these new business models and do something at scale, right? Lots of organizations talk about innovation and innovation can be very fun. It can be kind of nice, shiny objects. It only matters if you can actually innovate at scale at the same time. And so I learned a lot building that business over the seven years at Accenture. Your expertise is in digital transformation and working with large enterprises to evolve in more digital ways. That's that's a, a, a challenge every company's been had for a while. And it's like you said, it's never done. Um, so it's, it's very important. So what have you found are some keys to success during such a big change? Well, the first thing I would say is I think... I, you know, I like to say your technology strategy has to be your business strategy. And what I mean by that is so many organizations over so many years, right, have had, there's, there's an IT shop and an IT strategy over there that's meant to support whatever the business wants done. But actually technology plays such an important role in digital transformation these days that it's really important to have technology um, oriented or, you know, people executives with a lot of technology expertise in the business because actually the people that know how to use technology in different ways can create a different business strategy so that's the first piece i would say i would say in terms of you know culturally and building a team that can really embrace digital transformation that's a big job and it takes a lot of effort you know and a couple things i've learned there one is first thing i would say is just creating an environment for constant learning and you know one that can be agile and what i've learned there is changing your sort of changing your routines and your language and getting creating an environment where everybody is expected to be learning all the time and doing simple things like when you sit down with your team and saying okay you know great this is a great status on this initiative what have we learned since the last time we got together and based on those learnings what are we going to do differently in the future so I think creating that learning culture is super important. And the last thing I would just say is just recognizing that change is messy. And I like to say embrace the mess. And what does that mean? You got to allow a lot of unstructured conversations and the team's time to experiment and spend enough time making sure they understand each other because a lot of different ideas come from lots of different places. And it takes a little while to sort those out and get everybody on the same page. And you got to help your teams do that. I know you're a coach in your spare time. So how, how does that help influence your corporate life and your commitment to that? And then, and vice versa, how does what you do here and what you've done in your career help you as a coach? And what are some, who are some of your role models maybe in that regard? Well, you know, as a kid, I grew up playing lots of different sports and I was not the natural athlete, nor was I the, you know, I wasn't the fastest or the strongest player on the team, whether it was soccer or softball or basketball or volleyball and all the other sports that I played. And so what I learned in playing sports was it was really about what could I contribute to the team. And that was different based on the sport I was playing. And a lot of it for me was about leadership and about maximizing the performance of the team and playing the role that I could play in the context of maximizing the performance for the team. And so I think that has shaped me a lot in terms of how I lead. And what I've learned in terms of coaching sports is sort of the power of this player coach model, right? Sometimes as a coach, you got to be on the field and you got to be experimenting and um, showing your players what it is you're looking for for them. Other times you got to sit quietly on the sideline and let the team figure it out a little bit, let them struggle a little bit. So 
I, I sort of approach my corporate life that way as well. Be on the field, get get in get into the messy spots with the team, help them work it out. Sometimes, other times, let them struggle a little bit and let them, um, you know, put their learnings to work and figure it out themselves. We'll be right back. Turn market uncertainty into opportunity. It's time to adapt now to drive digital engagement, create smoother operations, and lower costs. Visit ttech.com slash adapt now for proven CX solutions to improve business performance in any environment, all with a cost savings guarantee. That's ttech.com slash adapt now. So I, in addition to that, I know your leadership style is based on your personal motto, be real, which I, is relevant, empowered, accountable, and learning. Can you talk a little bit about that, where it came from and how it, how it works and how it can positively impact company culture? Yeah, where it came from. I don't actually remember where it came from. I guess, you know, it's um, been many years in, in the making now, but I just, you know, I guess at the essence for me, being real is about being yourself and bringing your authentic self to life, certainly to work. You know, over over the years, I think lots of books have been written on the power of lead, leaning into your strengths. Of course, you know, maybe trying to address your challenge spots as well, but being being more focused on really leveraging your strengths. And so for me, Be Real is a lot about that, being yourself, not trying to lead in a way that works for someone else, lead in a way that works for you. So you can bring your authentic self to work every day. My experience is <laughs> you're a lot more successful if you can lean into your strengths. So that's the first piece. The second piece is, you know, just the R is about being relevant and just understanding that, you know, being relevant is contextual. Sometimes it's being on the field with your players, as we talked about before, you know, with that co coach player model. Sometimes being relevant is really more about, you know, relevance to customers, relevance to the external world. And sometimes that's different than being relevant to your frontline employees. And so just thinking about what makes you relevant in different contexts to different stakeholders, you know, in different situations. In terms of empowerment, you know, I believe super strongly in, in creating an environment where people feel empowered to tackle opportunities, to solve problems, to step beyond, you know, what they're asked to do, to not wait for all of the direction to come from the top of the organization. So I'm a big believer in creating empowered teams. And of course, you know, part of what goes with that is creating some accountability and making sure that people also feel, they feel like they can experiment a bit. They feel empowered to go after new opportunities, but they also feel accountable for results or accountable for, you know, bringing forward um, situations that, you know, need to be resolved and accountable for the actions they take with their team. And then the last around learning is just this idea of having a, you know, a continual learning mindset. And I guess this gets, this gets back to being relevant to stay relevant these days. It takes an awful lot of learning. And sometimes, you know, I like to encourage people to pick something to learn about that might not be what they're doing day to day in their job, because, maybe it actually will bring some new ideas for them. You know, maybe it's important to learn about artificial intelligence, even if you're, you know, in a function that you don't really understand how you could apply artificial intelligence to your, your daily work, because maybe it'll bring a new way of thinking about things. So that's be real, be yourself, play to your strengths, be authentic, figure out how to be relevant, empower your teams, feel empowered yourself, take accountability and always, always, always be learning. 
it's it's got a lot of um, relevance for the internal culture building. But I think the concept of being real also can work in the CX space where customers are turning to brands that are authentic and accountable and real. Uh, so what are your thoughts on the potential applications of this be real philosophy in the customer experience industry? Well, I suppose it's I suppose it starts with having a lot of clarity about what you want your brand to stand for, right? What's the authenticity of your brand and what's sort of the essence of what how you want customers to see you? And of course, as you said, all all organizations are constantly focused on that these days because it's very important. And so authenticity about your brand is important. I think, you know, in terms of relevance, of course, that's very contextual when you think about customer experiences, right? How do you be relevant to to customers of different generations, customers in different parts of the world. And of course, you know, based on how do you be relevant in the moment to your customer based on what they're trying to accomplish, you know, the, the, the world of customer intents, right? If I'm calling to ask a simple question, can you give me some options where I don't have to wait uh, on the phone to talk to somebody? Can you provide a digital messaging option as an example? And so being relevant takes in this customer experience uh, world takes a lot of work, but I think all organizations are, are going after that every day. I think about being empowered, you know, I guess for me, that would be about empowering your customers, you know, through things like self-service, empowering them to be a brand ambassador for your organization where that makes sense. Of course, in terms of being accountable, customers expect companies and brands to take accountability when you know they screw up their order, as an example, or take accountability for solving their problem, take accountability for a faulty product, that's obviously important to customers. And I guess from a learning perspective, this is where I think you know the new technologies and data that's available to all organizations is just so powerful, is there's so much they can learn about their customers. Mm-hmm. And through that learning, you know, continue to evolve that idea of relevance. When that works and can come together to innovate around customers, everybody wins, right? Because we're all customers. We all know what a good experience should be. So let's be real for a minute. So far, you know, you've been here a few months. Uh, what's been your, your favorite thing about working at T-Tech so far? And have there been any surprises or, or anything unexpected so far? Okay. Well, I, I guess I'm I'm super excited about what's happening in, in, the, in the market. I think my favorite thing so far is I just... I just see so many possibilities and I love the cultural transformation that we're starting. You know, we've started a number of uh, rally teams as we call them and really getting people to connect and think and work in different ways. And I get really excited as I see the teams get excited about the acceleration around a number of important initiatives and just seeing them embrace the mess and connect the dots and make progress that they haven't been able to make before is very exciting to me. So I would say that's one of my favorite things right now is just seeing the progress we're making in terms of cultural transformation. And also just, I've spent a lot of time with our clients. And one of the things that I just love is the thing that I hear from our clients all the time is they really see T-Tech as a partner, somebody really dedicated to doing the right thing to help them with their business. And um, I wouldn't trade that for anything, right? We're a client-centric business. And so that's so important. And I think just a great foundation to build on. And then looking ahead, then what are you most excited about or looking forward to for the future and the evolution of both T-Tech and customer and employee experience in general? 
Well, I think just this, this whole world of digitally enabled customer experiences and not just, you know, not just through technology, but this combination of technology and talent and data rich experiences is super exciting. And, you know, we, there's a, there's a lot of opportunity ahead for us. I think we have a lot of great capabilities here to make that happen. I can see some areas where we can expand our services. So more to come on that, but I'm excited there. And of course, from an employee experience perspective, that's, that's more critical than ever, right? With all of the things that have happened in the last couple of years of people working at home and just the, the war for talent at the same time, the challenges relative to talent. So that's, you know, super critical. And what I would just say is employee experience and customer experience are so connected, right? You can provide your employees with a great experience, make their job easier. For sure, that has a positive influence on customer experience. And so there's a lot of fun work ahead for us. And again, a lot of enthusiasm here in our organization. And, you know, I'm really excited to see what we do over the next couple quarters. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to the CX Pod wherever you get your podcasts for more CX insights. Thanks, and we'll see you next time.